Welcome to Love is on the Air, where everything is centered except the swear words. Today, our guest is a 30-year-old woman who wears many hats. So many hats. So many. One hat is a singing hat. She's a singer. She's a tutor. She's a songwriter. She's a barista. A studer. Studer. <laughs> a student at master school. Grad school. <laughs> I think I should go back to school. Um, and a world traveler. Hi. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> so we start the episode by asking every guest to create their own sensor sound that we use if we accidentally say someone's name. Oh, yeah. that's why you have the sensor sound. Yeah. So go ahead and... Well, I'm good at rolling my tongue. So maybe like... <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. Eric, hi. Hello. How are you? Good. About to move to the new apartment. Excellent. Mm, yeah. So tell us about the girl you've been dating. Things are still just rolling along, rolling along I guess. Yeah. Just seeing how it goes. Where have you guys been on dates? Have you gone anywhere fancy? No. Where'd y'all go? Um, first date was at the San Antonio. We already know that. She I asked. didn't. I don't know. You don't know? So oh. Satco, okay. and then Satco. the second one was. Second day was at the zoo. That's adorable. My fiance still hasn't even taken me to the zoo. Well, they're getting tigers Shame. in August. <gasps> oh man, I'm gonna go in August. Um, did you pet the kangaroos? Yeah. You did. Sure did. Oh wow. They're to like they're they're so soft. Really? really? They like seem the, like they'd be so they're like, like the softest animal I've ever <laughs> softer than wow. Tina Fey. Yeah. Wow. That's my Tina golden Fey doodle, by the way. I didn't. I didn't pet the celebrity woman Tina Fey. <laughs> um, that you wish you had. Yeah, probably. <laughs> she is a delight. Um. Yeah. The zoo, and then everything since then has just been kind of like hanging out, like watching a movie, or like I helped her with a yard sale. Cute. Or like. Y'all are like swimming. already a really cute couple. Went swimming. Eric's face right now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but are they okay? But are you a couple? Like you haven't really talked about I it don't yet. Think so you haven't no. had a DTR. DTR. Define the relationship. Oh, oh, right, right, right. No. You're gonna have a relationship podcast. You need to know, I know. the DTR. I should know the lingo. <laughs> are there other codes we should know? No, that's Listen. the only one I know. Okay. <laughs> DTR, I know what DTF means. <laughs> I don't think that applies to you, Eric. I don't think so. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Everyone, cover your ears. It means down to fuck. So, like, I, you go to the club and you find a girl's DTF. I know what the acronym means. Oh. I'm asking why Eric's doesn't it DTF. apply to me? Eric's I don't totally think. Asking, what was your tone? I think why? if you were DTF, you'd be going to clubs and finding girls a, who are also DTF. I think you had an that's interesting tone it. when you said it. That's <laughs> I what I was think asking about. That's at the forefront of your mind. I mean, it's not what you're pursuing. I don't want to. I don't want right, to say it's right. not at the forefront of your mind because it probably is. <laughs> we're all human, but he's a guy. You're not like going out and looking for girls to bring home. Okay, okay, I understand. That's accurate, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so I was right. I'm just looking As for always. my soulmate, you Aww. know. Are you really? Yeah, I mean, I was talking to one of my best friends about this last night, actually. And he texted me and was like, 
I should have married this girl, like a oh, girl wow. girl from his past. That's a strong statement. I know. He's very dramatic, but. <laughs> and we just got to talking and I was like, more and more lately, I've just been kind of thinking you just have to find like your best friend. As cheesy as that sounds. Yeah, no, it's like so true. If, you're, if your significant other isn't your best friend, then you're just going to get like really tired of each other. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably have to third wheel a lot with their real best friend. True. <laughs> you know? True. So, yeah. You got to be buddies. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just have to be able to, like, hang out and have fun, like, doing nothing. Exactly. Like, if you can't do nothing together, you're doomed. Then you can't do anything exactly. together. Exactly. Boom. Breakthrough. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so, funny story. One of our friends had a birthday party. Well, it wasn't really a birthday party, but it was a birthday. And she was like, everyone's going out for my birthday tonight. And Eric... I need you to go. And we all were rolling our eyes because Eric doesn't go out ever. Really? I didn't know that about you. I've tried to get him to go out like seven times. I don't ever go out either. Even to like chill Sunday fun day at the bar, be outside, like not a club. He will not go. Really? Oh, my gosh. Just like going to any place that has a ton of people in it just instantly. I'm like, nah. Yeah, I see that about you. Yeah. So... She was very serious, though, and she was like, if you don't go, we're done. <laughs> she wasn't we serious about not that, but she did friends. say that. She said that, and I think she was serious. Because we were in a group text, and she said, she texted, I was, like, recording or something, and I got that text, and, and I, like, didn't respond. <laughs> and she said, like, are you all still coming out tonight to me and Jill? And I just didn't respond, because I was like, how can I get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> And then she texted back like an hour later and was like, Eric, if you don't come to this, we are not friends. In real life, she was like, I'm not. We're done with this. But she wasn't being serious. I mean, they would still be friends, but she would be P.O.'d. So did you go? I did. Oh, he went. And so I picked him up and we went. And I wasn't drinking either. Gasp. It was Why were you drinking? Because I was fasting, and if I drank, uh, I would have had to eat. And, like, there's nothing I can eat at 12, I mean, midnight. Wow, what a grown-up decision. Oh, my gosh. Jealous. I felt so grown-up and so proud of myself that I just wanted everyone to – I wanted so much verbal praise. <laughs> and, like, no one would give it to me. Well, I had one beer. You and- only had the one beer? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. You poor thing. And then Jill's boyfriend, like <laughs> – I don't know. I don't think, even think he planned on drinking, but he, he got didn't. there and then ordered. Did he get like, wasted? He ordered like six things. He, he was w- also he was fasting, so he was drinking on oh. an empty stomach. <laughs> he wasn't wasted, but he was feeling. I've only seen him <laughs> drunk once before that. Where'd y'all go? We went to Nashville Underground, which is on Broadway, which I didn't know Ew. until after I agreed. Because <laughs> like going to a bar when you're not drinking is fine, but going to freaking Broadway when you're not drinking oh, I know, it's on hell. a Friday, like been there. Kill I've me. been to the stage Ugh, sober. No. So so we get there and I was just <laughs> First <laughs> like of all, going, we walk in. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like four floors to this there's five floors. To this place, and we walk in ground floor. There's like nobody in this whole room. That's but how they it have, always is. They have like six TV screens that show the <laughs> other floors. And I look at it, and there's one floor that's just 
insane amount of crazy lights <laughs> and a million people dancing. And I was like, that's where we're going, that's isn't it? That's where we're it? going. And Jill said yes. That's it. The floor was lit up. Beautiful, like, LED light colors in the floor. That sounds fun. It was cool. Except, caution, slippery when wet. Like, holy cow, I almost ate it. And I was sober. Like, if I was drunk, I would have been on the ground several times, probably. So we get up there in this elevator, which is the only elevator. And they said you couldn't use the stairs. Like, the door on the, the floor we needed to go to. Stairs. Yeah. So mm. we get on this elevator with, like, 70 other people. And they're all sweaty and gross. And then we get up there. And it's the music that we heard on the street. Like, we were, like, bumping, like, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. And we get up there, and that was the music. I was, like, thinking it was, like, crazy town or something wild, and it was this bar. So we walk up, and we see our friend and her group, and I kept, like, glancing at Eric, and you could just tell he was in actual hell. (laughs) (laughs) This is what hell looks like. It was so funny. It was literally my my nightmare. Yeah. So our friend's boyfriend... Like, we got there, and we said hi to our, our friend, whose birthday it was, and she was, like, <laughs> up on the roof, and I was, like, fantastic. Bye. That's where I'm going. <laughs> so we sent the boys up. Yeah. And I stayed down there and danced a little bit. It was fine. It was refreshing to, like, just have fun and not be, like, crazy yeah. and spending money. But so then we went back upstairs because the DJ was not very good. He was, like, playing. He would play, like, a rap song, like I just said, and then he would play... Cotton Eye Joe. Oh. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. You can't switch gears. No, you can't. It's too drastic. (laughs) So we went upstairs to find the boys and Phil was a little bit lit and like having fun. I don't even know how he did it. Phil. He just, I mean, he spent like 60 bucks and he only bought himself a drink and you, or himself drinks and you one drink. Because we got a drink as soon as we got there. And then five minutes later, we went upstairs and then I don't understand how he got more drinks like within, t- it seemed like 15 minutes and he had had like six drinks. Well, I'll just say this. He's a rookie. He doesn't drink very often. I think the only reason he drinks as much as he does now is because of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, But so he's not super, I would say not super experienced like drinking liquor throughout the night. Like right. he can have a drink and it's fine, but. He just sucked it down like it was freaking juice. He was just like, that's, that was good. I'll have God, another. Yeah, he's like, damn, those are so good. <laughs> and then 20 minutes later, he's like putting orange construction cones on his head because he's so <laughs> drunk. Yeah. It was super cute and really funny, but wow. Um, So I snapped two super funny pictures of Eric. Like, that just kind of sum up what he thought of the night. And they're hilarious. And I'm going to post them on our Instagram so you can all see. Yay. His face is like hilarious. dead. I'm just sitting there. And, exactly. But other people were sitting Classic too. Eric. Yeah, but your eyes in one are like half rolled. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other one, you're on the dance floor on your phone. Yeah. That's too good. It's hilarious. You don't like to dance, do you? No. <laughs> we're actually talking about that. He was like, he was like, I'm not going down there because dancing is terrible. And I was like... <laughs> You're absolutely right. And he was saying, like, she doesn't get it. Like, she asks me to dance, and it's just, like, and I, I was telling him, I was like, they don't get it that 
asking me to dance is like telling me to fly. Like, <laughs> I just can't do it. It would not work out. It's not possible. So are you going to stand awkwardly when you're at my wedding? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay, well, what about this experiment? What if we just like feed him shots or something? Oh, yeah, that's and true. Let's get him really drunk. And then he starts dancing. You might. It Maybe it's take- Operation Donkey. Get Eric Wasted So He'll Dance. It yes. would take a lot. <laughs> We're going to try. We'll do our best. With Phil there, he'll, he's very into peer pressure right now. <laughs> that's he's one of his projects. Yes, he's <laughs> he was talking so much about how he forced you guys to go downstairs to be with the girls again. He is bragging about it literally for two days. Right. Oh man, I got those guys to go downstairs. I pressured him into going. Right it was now, hilarious. Phil is really into the Foo Fighters and peer pressure. And peer pressure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, it was quite an experience. Would I do it again? Maybe on her birthday next year. (laughs) And that's it. But we're going to have to wait a whole year. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) So I think that sums us up, right? Yeah. Cool. I think we should stop talking about me. Yeah. And direct the questions across the golden table. To our wonderful guest. Hello. How the heck are you? I'm great. Okay, so first tell us your relationship status. Engaged. It's the most exciting relationship status, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're so right. The one with, yeah, the one that creates the most excitement. I think. Yeah. That's true. Marriage. (laughs) Marriage. I just watched that Office episode where Michael gives a speech at Phyllis's wedding, and I just hated all of it. (laughs) It was so terrible. He's quoting a movie. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know the Princess Bride. Yeah. But, like, his voice is so shrill, just like that guy's. And I was like, poor Phyllis. Poor, poor Phyllis. freaking Phyllis. I thought you were talking about your boyfriend, but we're talking about Phyllis from the office. Yes. That's Phil's nickname is That's Phyllis. That's what I call him. Yeah. It's fine. It's cute. Um, So, I want to know kind of about, this is what the journey I'm thinking of going with you. So, let's see if okay. it works. So, I want to know about your the relationship you had before before him and then how you kind of got over it and like coped with it and then also shot back into the dating world. Okay. The relationship before him um, was perfect on paper. We went so well together on paper. He and his grandpa and my grandpa were very best friends. Uh, they both passed away, but like we've known each other forever. And they were pilot, like the, our grandpas were pilots together. And so we reconnected later in life. We went on this first date and then it kind of progressed from there. And um, we dated for about a year and a half. Um, he was waiting till marriage. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so at first, I thought that was, like, really sweet. And I was like, okay, I can switch gears. Like, he respects me. I'm into this. And then I realized it was just weird. Yeah. For me, like, I th- I was like, are you waiting till marriage? Because you're just really bad at sex things. Yeah. Like, really. And, like, scared. It was bad. Like, he didn't know how to make out. It was just... It was just weird. And how old were you guys? I was 26. Okay. And he he was 
Or maybe I was like 24 and he was 26. Okay. So like old enough to where he should definitely know at least. Yeah. And he was just like, I would just feel so guilty. And I was like, okay. And then like the weird, the longer we dated, the weirder it got. (laughs) So I was just like, yeah, it was just weird. And um, it was one of those things where he, he had a great job. He was the nicest guy in the world. He lived out in this beautiful farm. We'd go four-wheeling and horseback riding every week. It sounds so idyllic. Yeah, it does. When you, like, put it on paper. Our families were so excited we were together. And I, I forced it for, like, the whole time we were together. I was like, this, this is supposed to work, so it's going to work. And then one time, uh, we, we had gone over to my parents in Chattanooga, and the guy was downstairs with my mom, and my dad looked me straight in the eye, and he goes, do you even... Like, are you in love with him? Do you even love him? And I just start, I burst out oh, crying. No. I, it hit me. I was like, I'm not in love with this guy at all. Like, I have to break up with him. I have to. Um, Jeez, dad. No, I mean, he spoke truth, though. Yeah. And I'm so glad he did because yeah. I would probably be in a miserable marriage. Like, so bored. He was the kind of guy who, uh, we disagreed. This was another red flag I should have looked at. But we disagreed on everything politically like honestly he was kind of homophobic which is horrible like I'm not at all and um he thought the woman shouldn't have a job and should bear the kid like that's just not who I am what was I thinking to even be with him in the first place he was very traditional um I got in a fight with one of his friends because he said something slanderous um towards gay people and and my boyfriend was like, why'd you even get, why'd you even start that? I'm like, because you can't say stuff like that and get away with it. I just, it was just things that built up over time. And finally I broke up with them and he was like, oh, well, I, I bought the ring. Oh, I was like, yikes. oh, shit. Hope you kept the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you kept the receipt. <laughs> but literally after we broke up, he was engaged a year later. Oh, like he Lord. was just looking he was for a wife. For yeah. yeah. And she's cute. She's a little nurse. She seems kind of meek. Seems perfect for him. So, so I'm really glad that my dad said something. I don't know that I would have admitted it to myself just because everyone else was like so excited that we were together. And yeah, that puts a lot of pressure on too. Yeah. I mean, overall good guy, but to me, not for you. Yeah. Our values did not line up, (laughs) which is like a huge thing. And that was, that happened to me when. I was in my really long relationship. We disagreed on religion and like he didn't think there was any God. Like he was like atheist, I think is what that's called. And yeah. um, like at first it wasn't a big deal. And then we started getting serious, like more and more serious and like would talk about living together and Raising a family together. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't, they're not going to church. They're not. Oh. I mean, no. Why? Why would they do that? I'm like, yeah. I was like, good God. It, like, is my opinion, can it fit in there at any point? Right. Like, it's just such a huge part of it. Yeah. And your goals and dreams too. Like for me, I think he wanted me to like stay at home and hang out at the farm. I would have been so bored, like, (laughs) so bored. I don't know what I, and I wouldn't have had my band that I have now. And, um, just, I wouldn't have gotten to study in Spain. And there's so many things. I would have foregone a lot of opportunities. 
So, <laughs> so the next, so when I got on the dating pool, um, I waited a while to date someone, but I knew that I needed someone who was going to let me be me. Yeah. I'm all about being independent. I, I don't like to be in a codependent relationship. I like for him to do his thing, me to do our thing. And then we are, we kind of fit together and yeah. that's how, that's how it is with my current. So when you ended up breaking up with this guy, did you have like a long grieving period? Is that why you waited to start dating or was it kind of just like you made peace with Oh no, I was over him way before I broke up with him. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> um, I think I had a couple relation, like casual relationships, um, but nothing serious until... <laughs> so, um, tell us about when you started dating again. How did you do it? Like, did you use apps? Did you meet people out? And then tell us which way was like which way worked and which way is your favorite. Yeah. Um, I went with the apps. I'm very outgoing. I liked you know free food and conversation. I was like all about that. So, and if you don't go, if your first date you don't feel like you're going to see this person again, no hard feelings. I got a free meal. Hopefully he enjoyed himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I went, I kind of would do the thing where I'd be on, I, I did Bumble and Tinder. And I would be really into it for like a month. And then I'd be like, I can't do this anymore. I'd go back and forth. So I'd, I, it was very casual for me. I didn't think I was going to find, actually find anyone on it. I mean, I, there was a bit of hope there, but but hope in the sense that like it's a one in a million shot. And so right before I met, I actually met on Tinder, and I remember calling my friend and I was like, right before the date, I'm like, this is my last Tinder date for a while. I'm just I'm over it. This is probably going to be a terrible date because he because he had texted me and he goes. Literally right, right before the date, he goes, by the way, I don't look anything. I don't really look oh, a lot no. like my picture. And I was like, oh, Shit. my God. What He's the heck? Like, this is so lame. And so we met up and he turns out he did not look like his picture in a good way. He was way hotter in wow. real life. He had hair down to here. Y'all know him. He had long hair. Full beard. He looked like a mountain man. Like he was so hot. In his picture or in real life? No, in real life. In his picture, he actually kind of looked like. A little goofy, and I was like, I don't even know why I'm going to date with this guy, but whatever. I mean, he's cute enough, whatever. Um, oh, that's why I went on a date with him. We had 73 mutual friends. Oh, wow. So it turns out we grew up in Chattanooga in, the, like, the same friend groups and didn't really know each other because he's a couple years younger than me. So I was like, well, I mean, we know the same people. At the very least, we can find yeah. conversational ground on that. So anyway, he shows up and I'm like, damn, he's hot. <laughs> and so um, we went to Flipside in 12 South and we sat there. Oh, we didn't know it was trivia night. So we ended up doing trivia night together. Fun. We sat there for four hours. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, this was unexpected. And then we kind of started dating. And we really just went strong from the beginning and have been, we've been together Almost two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. Two questions. Okay. First, do you remember your trivia team name? 
And I don't. Oh, I wish man. I did. I wish you did too. That would have been amazing. Yes. <laughs> I bet you guys came up with something super clever. Super cute. It had something to do with. I feel like a good combination of like clever and witty and you would totally come Am up with I? something so cute. I think cute. I'm just goofy. <laughs> Maybe goofies. Um, thrown in there. Oh, it was. It was something like, what's Obama's favorite vegetable? <laughs> Broccoli. <laughs> it was something like that. Oh, that is so great. <laughs> I mean, it was more succinct than that, but it had something to do with that. That is so funny. <laughs> I love that, and I'm going to use that. Okay. So I'm going to be a trivia host now? You are? Yes. Thursday nights at tailgate what West on charlotte yeah and i'm gonna <laughs> tell that joke i'm so excited i know once so i start this week and once i like get actually good at it i'll go i'll invite you guys to come not that you can't come, come anyway but oh my gosh yeah. what time i wonder if that place is close to my new apartment uh it is it because is. you live close yeah it is is it on charlotte like by where like where the Hattie Bees is, like somewhere in that I thought area. so. I thought so too. Do you know where that is? No. It's not that far from it's you. Not it's far. not like It's just close, down Charlotte but, a little. Yeah. Um, what time do you start? I think it's 7.30. Okay. I, I might be able track. to come for like the tail end of it. But yeah. if not, I'll go the next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, do you have any like terrible dates you want to talk about? Anything? Anything like? <laughs> I see I never use Tinder. Actually, I use the I use Bumble, but I never actually went on a Bumble date because nobody would respond to me, which is so sad. I went on multiple bad days. Really? <laughs> there was one that I remember who was very sheltered, I could tell from the start. And like he went to no offense, but this isn't a it's not an I don't mean it offensively, but he went to Union University. Oh, right, right, right. And just and that was like he went from Union University to his parents' house and his parents like it was like those were the only two places he had ever been. And um I remember him being real thrown off when I ordered a vodka soda. He was like, Oh, oh, okay. So we're drinking. I'm like Oh, okay. Uh, I guess. That's the first yeah. date. I'm yeah, definitely yeah. drinking. <laughs> um, and then he he said, he was like, I can do what I want or something. He was talking about something and he goes, I'm a grown butt man instead of grown ass man. And oh, I was like, oh, my God. God. He prayed I before the meal. Like, it was just too much. Wow. <laughs> so Where is little, Union? I don't know. He should have stayed there. Seems like he, he should have found, found a he should have found a girl from Union. Yeah. And they would have been improving that. Yeah, they wouldn't be drinking on their first date. Yeah, but overall, I've I mean, honestly, most of my dates were okay. Yeah. So I remember my question: Was there ever a time slash if this happened, how would you react if you went on a first date with one of these people and they didn't offer to pay or they wanted to split it with you? We were just talking about this with somebody else, too. And for her, it was like a deal breaker if they didn't pay on the first date. What do you think? Well, that's a loaded question, I feel like, because when you're making the guy pay, you're you're assigning the gender role. Yeah, right. Um, and maybe when the guy's wanting to split it or something, he's trying to be respectful of, like, oh, you're an independent 
woman who makes her own living and I want to recognize that. Um, so I don't think it'd be a deal breaker, but I think it'd be kind of pissed because you, I like would expect the guy to pay because yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I grew up in the South and that's what happens. You go on a first date and the guy pay, is supposed to pay. Yeah. Um, I hate to, I hate to be like that though. Yeah. You know, same, but I find Trying myself take like, a more progressive view. Yeah. But even still when my fiance and I go out to dinner um, we split it occasionally, but most of the time he pays, and I do appreciate it yeah. a lot. <laughs> I'll pay, like, I definitely make it a point to pay for, like, when we go to the grocery store. Oh, yeah. And, like, buy stuff to cook. Like, I'll pay for that for sure. And then um, I'll offer, like, if I'm drinking and he's not, I'll offer to pay for my drink at least. Yeah. But, yeah, I find myself definitely falling I think into if, that. I think if the guy is not expecting to pay he should tell the girl up front like if he's gonna ask her out on a date it's usually assumed that he'll pay but if he asks her out on a date and he's like is it okay if we split the check and the girl says yes then she can't be mad yeah i think that's a really good especially on these dating apps you just set the expectation before you go and both parties will be fine yeah would you ever feel comfortable saying that to a girl at the beginning i don't think i would like, I would just like, plan on paying. Yeah. Like, and the only way that, like, if I, if the check came and, or if the waiter came and was like, is this one check? And the girl was just like, we'll just take two checks. I would just be like, oh, like, I wouldn't say anything. And th- that like, would be that. Like, surprised, I, but yeah, it would kind of be her responsibility if she wanted to pay half. Like, she would have to, right. like, step yeah. in and, and make that happen. That. Yeah. That and if that sense. did happen, I wouldn't be like offended or wouldn't wouldn't like throw me off or anything. But otherwise, I would just plan on paying for a date. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I would never do that. Because nothing would be worse than like the waiter. <laughs> the waiter. The waiter comes around and he's like, "This is gonna be one check," and then like both people just look at each oh other. Oh my awkwardly. gosh! Yes. Like, that is weird. the worst. Yeah. It and I am so uncomfortable. It, in dating situations anyway, like if that was, if that were to happen, I'd probably turn the color of this microphone, which for everyone listening is red. <laughs> Very red. It's, it's red orange. <laughs> it's red and orange. Yeah, most of it is red. There's small orange oh, Lord. at the top. It's, burnt, it's a burnt orange. <laughs> we digress. I don't actually know what that means, but I think I used it right. You used it perfectly. <laughs> Good oh, job. great. Okay. Phew, man, context can really that's, help you. That's that show that Drake was on. <laughs> Who? Drake. Degrassi. Degrassi? <laughs> wow. There's a new music video with him and all his Degrassi mates. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. Yeah, it's his music video, and he brought him all in, and like I just a, thought that was great. Good for Drake. Like Good all the you, actors buddy. from the show? Yes. And I used to watch that show, so I'm pretty excited. I've been meaning to watch the video. Um. So you guys... So you've been together for like two and a half, you said? Two yeah, and two and a half years. And you don't live together? No. Um, but the main reason for that is that my parents own the place I live in. And um, they're really conservative. And they pretty much have the say over who moves in. Yeah. And they won't let him move in until we're married. And he will move in to... Where I live now, though. Okay. Once we are married. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like a good starter home. It's a little townhouse. Um, yeah. And he talked about maybe 
paying the mortgage for my parents and then we'd own it. And so when we went to sell, like we could get the money. I don't know. Something like that. That sounds cool. I'm going to let him deal with that. Yeah. That like <laughs> something perfect for him. <laughs> going to pay my rent and let him deal with that. Um, I think that's really – that I've come across that a lot where like the parents are in charge of rent or whatever or right. you pay them or whatever and they're the ones who are like if you – take this step like then I'm not helping you anymore and I don't mean that to sound like I don't mean it to come off as they're being like well if you do this then I'm not helping you right but like my mom said that and I have a friend whose parents own her house and if Mm -hmm. she moves in if her boyfriend cannot move in and if she moves in somewhere with him they are not paying for a single thing yeah and you know also I really respect my parents yeah and I love my parents, and they've done so much for me. So it's just not worth it to try to go behind their back or do anything like that. We'll just wait. It's not a big deal. He spends the night three days a week anyway. So you know, like, you can you can live with them. Like, yeah, if there were yeah. any major red flags, you would have seen them. Oh, yeah, I think I would have seen him by now. Yeah. He's over there enough. Yeah. I mean, he's, no, nah, he's, he's, his car is pretty messy. But I'm like, as long as you keep it in your space, yeah, then I don't care. But we'll just see how it goes. I'm sure there will be things about each other that is going to drive each other crazy. But just like little things, <laughs> yeah. Though. I mean, no worse than having a roommate. I oh mean, because yeah. with with my roommates, it's like something drives me crazy, and I don't have the guts to say anything. Because I don't know them that well. And is it worth it to, like, cause this tension? Right. With, I can just be like, dude, do the dishes or I'll kill you. <laughs> Maybe a little nicer than that. <laughs> but at but least I, I don't have a problem like that, being you know. assertive about yeah. what bothers me. Yeah. Whereas, like, roommates, I just feel like I have to kind of tiptoe around it and be like, hey, girl, like, well, yeah, like can you the, buy the paper towels this time? Like, with a roommate, I guess you always have it in your head, like, I'm not going to live with this person forever. Exactly. Yeah. But with him, you'll be like, That's well, so I'm going to live with him forever. So I, I, might, I need, need to, to get this say stuff something. I better yeah. nip this right in the bud. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when we first started dating, um, he I didn't re- know this. What we, He was kind of a mess. <laughs> so mean. He wasn't a mess, but he, like, he was working at a golf course. He lived with his parents, which he told me two months into the relationship. And I was like... Smart, smart. It was so smart because I was really into him. And then he told me that and I was like, damn it. Did you wonder like why he never invited you over? Well, I guess. I don't know. It was so long ago. I mean, we just always hung out at my place. Or like, it was only two months into the relationship, so I guess it it didn't really raise a red flag until. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he knew it was getting to the point where he had to tell me. <laughs> oh boy! So Can we just dropped this little bomb on you. Yeah, it's just a small bomb, but here you go. Oh yeah, he just <laughs> left me with that. I was like, oh god, what have I gotten myself into? So then, did you meet them like soon after? Yeah, I met his parents about six months into it. And we're both only children, so I was scared because I know how protective my parents are of me. But they're really sweet. Thank God. Yeah. I was just going to say, do you like... Yeah, I've dated guys whose moms, like, think their sons can do no wrong and therefore you can do no right. 
she's not like that at all. She was so sweet and accepting. They're both really sweet. Yeah. So that was very helpful. That's like a big <laughs> And he moved bear. out. He moved out. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. So does he have his own apartment then? He lives with a guy and a girl. Yeah. Um, in a house. And he gets pretty good rent on it. So... I even said, go move back in with your parents until we get married. Now that you know what you're going to do, I mean, save some rent. But I don't know if he's going to do that or not. Do you think you would ever move in with a girl pre-marital, Eric? Um, I, I would, but I would be nervous about what my parents would think. Yeah. And that might be enough to stop me from doing it. You know what I mean? Would you at least ask them what they thought? Or yeah. would you just be too scared all around? No, I mean, I would ask them. And I don't even know if they would really care that much, but I'm not sure, I guess, Yeah. how they would feel about it. Well, but, and you don't want that to negatively impact their opinion of the girl either. Yes. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's definitely beneficial to live with somebody before you move it to the next step. Yeah. But like you're saying, like they're over all the time and you already see like how they live. Yeah. Kind of if you've been to their place and you see how their place, like if they take care of stuff and if it's clean and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think like, I thought for sure I want to live with the person before because I don't, I don't really know why I thought that, I guess. I actually am just realizing I don't know why I decided that because my parents are definitely not for that. <laughs> but um, I was talking to Phil about it, and he was like, when you move in with someone, like that is the real them all the time. Yeah. And there is no I definitely see why space. people do it. Yeah. It also so, just seems like a lot to just go from like – like I was talking to my mom recently and, and I was asking her about um, how her transition from like dating to being married went. And she was like, oh, you know, I just lived with with your grandma and grandpa and then got married and then moved into the house with your dad. Wow. And I was just, that just seems like a lot to just be like, <laughs> yeah. you just lived with your parents your whole life and then you get married and then you move out. Yeah. It just seems like a whole lot of of big life stuff happening all at once yeah, yeah. I mean, you never you know? had like your first apartment where you yeah. started to do your own laundry and all your own dishes yes and, and like really felt yeah, like that what it was big transition yeah yeah um and i mean another point to that is a lot of times it makes economic sense to move in together so yeah, that's high on my priority list because right now I pay such a good rent and I live like 20 minutes outside of the big, you know, the popular areas, pretty much all of them. And like I can't afford to move anywhere closer to where I want to be. Yeah. Unless I move in with someone. And like after I'm done with these roommates who I love, shout out. Don't don't feel like I hate you after, I'm <laughs> after done this. With them. After I'm done with you guys, I'm through with it. No, it's I just don't want to have another roommate uh, unless I, it's like someone I went I'm from in love with. Yeah, like having a roommate to not having a roommate to oh having a roommate again, and it was a really rough transition. I would oh, yeah. love sure. to live alone so much. Oh my god, it's so amazing. it's amazing. It's the best thing ever. I bet. It's but yeah, so great. in Nashville, it's 
pretty much hard. It's hard, yeah. <laughs> Man, and it's so sad because I would do a lot to live alone. Like, I would give up going out all the time. Not that I do anymore, but like I would give up so or going out to eat all the time. If I could just live by myself, it'd be so great. Yeah, it's pretty great. I love it. The only time I didn't like it was when my house got broken into and I was alone and that sucks. The place you're at now got broken into? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, I know. It seems very safe. Uh, They tried to break in. Correction. They didn't succeed, but but yeah. When was that? A couple months ago. Not that long. It was, I want to say five months ago, yeah. Wow. I think it was the workers. These workers came into my house and realized that the lock was a little loose. And so I think they came back when they knew I was gone and they smashed the lock. That's the explanation I can come up with. Because the locksmith said it looked like it had been tampered with on the inside too. Yikes. So I was like, oh, that's creepy. Oh, that's like um, that's when a stranger calls in there in the house. It's coming from inside the house. Anyone? You just missed, you just meshed two movies together. Did I really? <laughs> no, I didn't. Didn't you? What movies? Wait. Maybe you didn't. So. I think it's just that one movie, right? Because she's like I, calling the cops. Maybe I meshed two together because I was I thinking think of probably. the strangers. Is that what you said? Oh no! When a stranger calls. Oh okay. But the strangers is also a very movie. scary. Movie. Never mind. Strangers. Is like, movies. The, did you see the new one? Mm, how new? Guys, we're like going within off on like several tangents. We are. I went on. I went on well, a first date in middle school to win a stranger calls. So was is the newest one from that's a 2005. Good, okay, not the <laughs> well, the newest strangers movie. Oh no. Okay. Wow. Guys, also a really funny story. One time we had a like a little party. Oh, it was for my birthday. Maybe not. I don't know. But we went to <laughs> house and. Watched a movie. I don't know. It's all blending together oh, now. It was because oh, uh, Michael made a cake. Oh, yeah. Right. So we watched The Conjuring. <laughs> so good. What did you say? You were like, you felt like the devil was the whole, let into no. your house. I legit, that rest of the week, I had a really dark week. And I, I genuinely believe, I'm a big believer in spiritual warfare. I really am. And those dark spirits had me for a whole week. Oh, man. I felt weird. I felt very dark. And I swear it was because I watched that movie, which is why I don't watch scary movies. I'll watch, like, jumpy scary movies. But yeah. nothing. To, I don't like anything to do with spirits because I really just, I, I think it's messing with stuff you don't need to be messing with. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Honestly, Eric's like. Eric's giving me a look like I'm crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I felt like that, like. If I were in your shoes and I really felt like for some reason that I can't understand, like I am in, there is a cloud around me. I am creeped out. Just yeah. generally, I would totally blame that movie. Yeah. Like that would totally make sense. It does make sense. Because it's a really scary movie. And yeah. that spirit is a serious spirit. It's a really good movie. Oh my God. It's so it was good. terrible. I can't believe you scary. saw Naomi Watts the other day. Come Naomi recommended. Watts is in my favorite scary movie of all time. What movie? The, the Ring. The ring. Oh, that's such a good one. That was a good scary movie. I'll give you that. It's so creepy. That haunts my dreams still to this still, day. Still, holy shit. I can't I can't sit there with a TV that's not on. 
I, like I can't sit in the same. It room has with to be it. on. It has to be on. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm scared the girl's gonna pop out. The oh. That was the scariest scene of any movie. Oh my god, that movie is yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways. Anyways. So another thing that I just want to go, I want to ask you about, um, is you are in AA. Yes. Proudly. Pr- very proud. Loud and proud. Yeah. Although it's ironic, or kind of like a dichotomy. Yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous. I am being anonymous, though. Yeah, we're still anonymous. Yeah. yeah. So Dak Shepard talks about it. I'm obsessed with his podcast, if you all didn't already know. And he talks about it so highly. And it's he a talks about program. it is. And he says it's similar to, like, a religion. But some people also, like, the people who don't really understand it, call it, like, its own cult. little cult. Yeah. And, um... But the things that he says about it are so, like, it seems like it's such a wonderful community and it's so open and you can just yeah, like, clear I, your soul. I always say, like, I, we call y'all normies, people who can <laughs> drink and not be alcoholics. But um, so I really, like, think normies, anyone would benefit from a program like this because it's basically free therapy. Um it's the only program that is proven over and over and over again to work. I mean, of course, you have some people who are able to quit drinking based on like what we call a burning bush moment. Uh, all of a sudden, God gave me this power and I just didn't drink anymore. That's not how it works for most people. What works is sitting in a room with others who have gone through the exact same thing. For so long, I felt so judged and like people didn't understand me because I wasn't supposed to be a drug addict. All signs pointed to me not being a drug addict. Like I grew up in a happy family. I had two loving parents. I grew up in the suburbs. I had a good education. There was nothing that could have prepared me for being a drug addict. It just happened. And it was awful and it was dark and it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I never thought I'd come out of it. I literally thought I was going to die. I, I almost died. I OD'd three times, three different times. Um, the last time, literally speaking, it's an absolute miracle I was not dead for everything. It's, it's really crazy. And I knew that this was my last chance. Like I was not going to come back after this. And so I knew something had to change. So I went to AA, um, which is technically for alcoholics. I'm also, I'm both. I mean, it's all under the same thing. And I finally felt like I was at home. And for anyone who wants to call it a cult, that's fine. I don't even care what people think of it or call it. It saved my life and it saved millions of other people's lives. It's, it's an incredible program. Um, what's cool, and um, I'm a churchgoer, and you know, I, I have my own beliefs when it comes to religion, but this is more of a spiritual program. Um, like my sponsor in the program came in not believe she was an atheist, and now she believes in God. And because you you just know that there's like a higher power watching out for you when you've been in the depths of hell like alcoholics have there's just like there's nothing to describe how awful it is (laughs) 
to be, to come back and how amazing and miraculous it is to come back from that. The fact that I haven't had a sip of alcohol in over a year is nothing short of a miracle. Um, and neither has my fiance. He's, he's going on two and a half years. Um, so he's kind of what inspired me to get in the program. It's like so funny because six months into our relationship, I knew he had a drinking problem. And I said, if you don't stop drinking, um, we're done. I, I, I loved him and I, I really wanted it to work out, but I, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> Turns out I was such a hypocrite. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought he wasn't going to stop drinking. The next day he went to AA and he stopped drinking wow. and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that it worked. I was like, something's to this program, but I kept drinking and going on doing all my shit for like another year and a half. I don't know why he stayed with me from a sober perspective. I mean, he took care of me many times, um, but he knew it was like in your own timing. Yeah. And, but I mean, we did have a couple patches where he was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And so I knew I had to change too. So I got in the program. We do it. We work a separate program because I don't like when... Uh, addicts have the tendency to be codependent. So I got to be real careful about that. Um, so we don't even go to the same meetings. We have a couple times, but it's been really cool to see how the not drinking thing has not only transformed our relationship, but our lives. Like our relationship is completely different. If you saw us when we first started dating, you'd be like, that couple is not going to make it. <laughs> They're just not. It was, it was too chaotic. We had fights over stupid shicks. We were both so drunk all the time. Right. Um, and now we're very reasonable, loving adults. We can go to a wedding and have more fun than anyone drunk on the dance floor. It's, it's just cool. It's cool that he's in it with me. And like, we, we really understand each other on a level that most people don't understand me. Right. So, so like before he went into AA, had you given any thought to doing that at all? Or was, did he kind of like give you the, the idea that you might need that? Oh no, I'd actually been to rehab twice. I've been trying to fight my addiction for 10 years, but there's the key word. I was trying to fight it. I finally surrendered to it. I finally was like, I, I was fighting. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to have I'm just going to get this one prescription and like just take a couple of them. And I ended up taking the whole bottle. There's something in an addict's brain that I learned that there's like um, a kind of a stop and go pleasure center. And for people who like, okay, they've had two glasses of wine. They're like, I feel good now. I'm okay. I don't need any more. That does not exist in addict alcoholics minds we just keep going we don't even i don't even remember taking as many pills as i did but the next day i look and the bottle's empty it's fucking crazy it's the craziest disease ever and it is a disease even the american medical association recognizes it it's just like having like if you had diabetes you wouldn't go to a candy shop it's just like i'm i cannot drink or I cannot just have one. It's really weird. But I've tried to prove that I can do it time and time again. And it has let me know. It's left me in in the deepest pits of hell. So I am so much happier now. I feel so free. It's, it's really... I feel like my personality's back. Y'all have only known me as sober. But, like, I wasn't that great on drugs. <laughs> I, was, I was an isolator. 
I didn't like people. I didn't like to be around people. I didn't care about people. So when you would like take drugs or drink a lot, would you be around people or would you do it by yourself? Towards the end, I was just doing it by myself because I didn't want anyone to know how bad it was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was that's when, you know, that's when, you know, it's not good. Um, so it's it's just cool to be around a bunch of people like me and. It's literally saved my life. I'm obsessed. I go to the same meetings every week, and they watch me get my chip every month, and it's just fun. <laughs> so when you went to your first meeting this last time, yeah, do you just – same with – do you guys just go to a meeting and then that's it, like cold turkey? Or uh, did it take like a couple meetings before you actually stopped drinking? Does that make sense? I think we both went cold turkey. Um, I mean, back in the day, I'd go to an AA meeting and then go to the bar right after. Like, (laughs) I just wasn't taking it seriously. But this time, I I realized it was life or death for me. And I came to that meeting and I said, I opened my mouth. Like, I shared. I shared exactly what I was going through. And that's what's cool about it. Like, every single person at that meeting, they gave me a phone list and they said, call me and... I immediately found a sponsor. It's just like a very supportive, hey, you're in trouble. We're going to get you out of this. And it worked. That sounds so amazing. It's really freaking cool. I took my friend uh, to a meeting. She's not an alcoholic. There are some meetings that are open discussion if y'all ever want to go. it's I've heard she about She was those. like, this is the coolest thing yeah. ever. We all need this in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> and it, the thing about it's cool, it's always hilarious because alcoholics are, have very self-deprecating humor. So you just always have like really funny stories. <laughs> like what the, how did you get yourself out of that situation <laughs> or into it? I don't, it's like ridiculous. Wow. Well, that's really cool that you and like found each other. Yeah. And I know. And both went, went through that. Similarly. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely... A God element, I, in my opinion, to yeah. all that because, it, and and that's I've realized um, that if God wants you to be with someone, like you're gonna be with that person, because yeah. there was really not much hope for tonight at the beginning. Um, we were both drunks. He was living at home. I was working at the Starbucks. You know, I didn't even know what I wanted to do, and somehow we now he has a really good job. He's He's doing great things. He works for my uncle. and So you think that, like, it's it was like fate? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. At least it was the path we we're supposed to be on that, like, yeah. God intended for us. Yeah. Um, That's reassuring. Yeah. Because, I mean, it just seemed like whenever I think about that kind of stuff, it just seems like so many moments have to line up. Like mm-hmm. when when I think about it, I'm just like, how can all of these things go right? And then you just find that one person. Like it just seems really impossible. Right. That's you know what I mean? to me where God comes in. Okay. He makes those coinc- quote coincidences happen. And it's just, I never thought that until I found, and it's like so much was against us. There's no way there wasn't a spiritual component to this. Yeah. I was reading a book earlier and she was kind of talking about the same thing where she was like I met this person because my best friend fell and hurt herself and couldn't come with me to this event and I'm 
I was sitting by myself. And that's how she met her husband. She was like, if that, if my friend had taken one step to the left and if I had looked down instead of looking up, like all, she listed all these things that she could have done or, or could have magically happened that all would have prevented her from meeting her husband. Like, that's so crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I know four married couples from Tinder. I, I don't see anything wrong. If, if that's your style. Yeah. Um, you know, you can always go looking for love too. Yeah. And you're just upping your chances that you'll find it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do both. Look in real life and on your phone. Just go through all the mediums. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many these days. Oh, for real. Dating's never been easier, really. Or more complicated. It depends on how you look at yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> certain aspects. Yeah. Easier. Certain Easier aspects to find people, not. but. Easier access, more options. Yeah. Yeah. And less class. Definitely less yeah. class. Lots, <laughs> l- l- lot less class. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is a really big, really big downside to this day. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's true. Well, anything you want to add? I don't think so. Anything you want to add? Love y'all. Love you. Thank <laughs> Love you ya. so much for being on. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. You can come back anytime. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> love, love is on the air, I think is our Instagram handle. You think? Really it either is love is on the air or love is on the air podcast. I think it's love is on the air podcast. Yeah. Well, I should probably remember that. And since this is like the fifth episode, we definitely should know. Yeah, yeah should. for sure. But I'm really sorry. I'm so, forgetful. So in real time, we know. But during the recording of this podcast, we think. We think we know. Love is on the yeah. air podcast. Yep. Okay, love you guys. Bye.